You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Growlix Nights, the Growlix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hi. Saxophone. Somebody's so much yell. saxophone. Somebody's yes. got to yell about it. Please do. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We're back. We're back. Uh, we, we're sorry. Yeah, that was, that was my bad. I was ill. You were Ill I mean, and... I kind of needed a nap, too. So Yes. It's my fault. Savannah says oh. the sax reminds me of Night Court for some reason. And I agree. Uh, and I love Night Court. So I'm Night- glad. Uh, we must have talked about Night Court on the show at we, some point, right? Okay. It's I, here. I'm sure. It gave me one of the be- greatest uh, horrible jump scares ever. Night Court? And- right. Yes. Yes. It was like a Halloween episode or something. What did Bull do? I think it, I'm pretty sure it was probably his head was. On on the table, there's that gag where it's like they put the head through the table and then lift up the thing. I think (laughs) I was very young, and a thing (laughs) happened on night court, and it scared the crap out of me, and I yelled about it. That's that is my main memory of night court. Defense rests. I loved night court. I watched it. That was my like. Oh, I'm being bad and staying up late to watch Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> Your Night Court was my Quantum Leap. <gasps> oh no, Quantum Leap has a special place in my heart. I had, I got, I was, I was in love with Scott Bakula when I was like 12, which is weird but true. He's still an attractive man. Mm-hmm. I like big notes too, so there you go. <laughs> uh, and she cannot lie. Why isn't that a song? <laughs> I like big schnoz and I do, and I cannot lie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's what's on the agenda. Not a lot of news. There is some news because we've got to have some something. Yeah. Not a lot of news. Um, but I've been watching quite a bit of things. So we have some. We have some. What we've been watching stuff to talk about, and of course the monster of the week, maybe the most monstrous monster we've covered so far children human children human childs sort of (laughs) sort of human at least they have to be at least baseline human (laughs) so yeah yeah, that's what's happening creepy kids and what we've watched and they're got one in the same actually so uh let me share this to my friends first share to my friends here friends yay friends now i need to oh oh go ahead I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Now I need to share to the Grolix podcast group at facebook.com slash groups slash Grolix podcast, I think. That sounds correct. I think I think and so. sexy. It's hot in there. You should come check it out. <laughs> it's, get, it's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. It's quite Car. warm. It's quite warm in here. Uh, can I jump to the comments real quick? Um, yes, please do. And this is something that Savannah had warned me we were going to have to talk about a minute. Um, she said that she watched The Social Dilemma um, and tried to delete her Facebook account, but it did not work. Ooh. It didn't work. 
How <laughs> I was about to ask how is she gonna watch Grolix Pod Grolix Nights every week if she deletes her Facebook account, but she can easily do so on twitch.tv slash Grolix Podcast or youtube.com slash Grolix Podcast. Mm -hmm. So um <laughs> so so what social dilemma? How did it not work? Like you could delete your Facebook account. Or it didn't work because now she's just there on it again and like, yeah, I tried to delete it, but now I'm just gonna argue with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> the algorithm is too strong. <laughs> I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> uh well I have to I have to share on Twitter too still. So uh first off, how are you guys doing? Melanie, do you want to yes. talk about oh yeah, you, you already mentioned it. You mm -hmm. were sick last week, but there's an yeah. important thing. What you were sick. And willing to go to the doctor. Yes. So I took you to the doctor because that just does, it just, it doesn't happen. Melanie doesn't go to the doctor. I it's don't. not a thing that happens. I but I was miserable. When she's actually willing to go, I I do it. I take her. Because, because yeah. Being okay, coughing and things, I can tolerate. I can I'll do it probably the rest of my life. It's fine. But when it's something that like I really think is bad for my health, like seriously, like I'm going to be dehydrated and it's going to cause a problem. Then I'm, I'm not, I'm not unwilling to go to a doctor that I can't afford to save my life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. That's big of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, so yeah, I have not watched, what is it called? The Social Dilemma? Yeah. I haven't watched The Social Dilemma, but it sounds interesting. Um, and, I, and I do want to watch it, actually. I mentioned to you guys um, off mic before we were starting that I was literally watching it right before Randy sent out the link. And uh, uh -huh. it was already like giving me low-key anxiety. And also, we were I was super pumped to see uh, the, the guy that plays Connor, uh, Angel's son, on you know the hit tv series angel yes yeah. he you know he plays like uh, you know uh what's what's the opposite um, a male event uh like like a exec like mm -hmm. so it's it's a documentary but it's interspersed it's like cut throughout with like little bits that are dramatized where it's uh -huh. like oh here are some actual teenagers doing actual teenager things and here is fictitious uh you know, Facebook computer algorithms doing their thing. Yeah. And it's all him. It's all Connor. Only mm -hmm. adult. Like he's an adult now. That's weird. weird. That's what weird. Else has I don't know. I can't recall seeing him in anything else. Not that I'm sure he's done lots. I don't watch everything on earth, but. Does it, does it make you want to delete your Facebook account, Jesse? Uh, it mostly makes me worry that Connor is still trying to bring on the apocalypse. Even after, <laughs> even after his father just like did everything to ensure that does not happen. I mean, come on. Okay. Connor was oddly like a good character to add to the show, but also just a horrible, a horrible character. He was so annoying. He was perfect, right. slightly evil, annoying child. Ties very well into the yeah, he's kind talk. of a creepy kid, wasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, kind of a creepy sure. kid. And and he grew up to like from baby to teenage in like two episodes. So yeah, it's pretty yeah, impressive. Can I I I just say to the audience, I have no idea what these guys are talking about. 
doesn't know the, the goodness. Five seasons. Five seasons of perfection. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say like three. Okay. Seasons okay. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first that first season was rough. Right. Yeah. There's a season you deal with, but it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> well, Connor was Angel's. Um, what's her name from Buffy? The sister. Only she wasn't as bad as Connor, and she wasn't evil. I can't remember her name offhand. Oh, Dawn. Dawn. Connor was Dawn. Angel's okay. Dawn. Where it's like, who's this freaking uh, moody teen in my t- kind of teen TV okay. drama? Can I? Can I real quick again jump to the comments? Savannah didn't watch Buffy or Angel either, so she's a little clueless. Isn't it weird that the chicks in here didn't watch either of those shows? That arguably are kind of chick shows um and the guy all the guys did. i mean if if the chicks in here are the ones that didn't i don't think it's their chick shows oh well yeah i guess maybe but you'd think don't you know, assume my gender by the way teenage girls <laughs> a teenage girl <laughs> show or like you know a, a show starring teenage girls should be a chick show that, that but, sounds like it's made for teenage boys Angel, I think Clearly. maybe was made for for ladies. Really, that might yeah, be who. I, I don't know why, because Angel is not attractive to me at all. Well, I would agree with. I would. I would agree. He is not attractive to me either, and I don't really care for his character. But the ladies, like a lot of the ladies I knew at that time, enjoyed yeah. some Angel. I don't. I didn't find him attractive. I didn't watch his show. I didn't like him as a character on Buffy. For the bit that I did watch about Peace Other. He didn't watch I didn't either, either, but that's like why it's such a magical thing. It's like you made a show out of the character I hate and I love it. How did yeah. you do that? They made out yeah. they made they made a show out of the literal three characters I hated most from Buffy, and it's still amazing. So there's zero reason this show should work. Right. Yeah. Um, and if it didn't get beyond that first season, it I don't think I'd say it didn't work, but they right. Listen. What are we talking about this for? Let's let's move on. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna lose our audience. Okay. Google, strangely enough, apparently doesn't watch Angel or Buffy. Nope. But Angel hot had the hot ladies. Yeah, Cordelia, I guess. <laughs> Which was the sorry, the worst. No, <laughs> she yeah. was the worst on Buffy, but everybody that came over got better. Like Cordy got better, uh Wesley got better, everybody got better. Okay, I'll 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 accept it then. Oh, Jenna. So, okay. Jenna says she watched Buffy just a few years ago for the first time. She benched all th- seasons back to back. It's one of her favorite shows now. Um, she's purchased the next season that came out in comics. Haven't watched Angel yet. You you should. You really should. It's. I, I didn't watch Angel till whenever. Listen to the podcast. You could probably hear when I started watching it um, a couple of years ago. I never watched it back in the day because I hated Angel, but I I did a big rewatch and finishing of the Buffy TV series. And after that, I was like, I want more Buffy. Maybe I'll try Angel. And I'm glad I did because it's if you get through that first season, it is a great show. I actually did it backwards. Like we were making, I mean, I'm sure we've told the story before, but I, we yeah. were making fun of my sister-in-law for watching angel. Like she was always watching it when we came over, we were like, this is a dumb show. What a, what a dumb show. And then we found ourselves like, ah, this dumb show is kind of good. Yeah. Ah, we're, we're watching well, the show now. 
And then, and then we were like, man, we need more Angel. We better go back and watch Buffy. You know, I, now now that I think about it, I have to apologize because I've been the same way about a lot of stupid shows like like Archer, which I don't know, it, it got bad and we stopped and maybe it got better. But in the beginning, I was like, this is going to be crap. But it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty interesting. And then it did kind of get bad. But I'm just saying, uh, maybe I need to stop being so judgmental and give it a chance, I guess. Oh, no, Randy hated something. Stop the presses. I, so are, we, are, we about, are we talking about something I hate? Randy hates a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's his point. <laughs> oh, but I didn't. I don't hate Angel. Okay, no, I don't like the character of Angel. But prime, prime, number one reason I think Angel works for me, other than Fred. Fred is amazing. Once Fred comes, Fred into is it, amazing. That's not till the Lorne, second Lorne was, I was hooked oh, on Lorne right off Lorne the bat. Is great. Boom. Yeah, but Wesley, who is a ridiculous joke character, oh, he's comedic awful. He's sidekick, terrible character in Buffy, comes into Angel the same way, and somehow becomes. It's like one of the best handled character arcs in a TV show. Like, just becomes awesome. Maybe also, maybe this is why I don't like it because I don't know who any of the three characters you just named. I do not know one of them. <laughs> so, but let's move hey. on. Let's, let's get past how much, how great and wonderful Buffy is. Since I don't have a lot of news. <laughs> we want to jump into the creepy kid stuff first and then do okay. what we watch because there are um, several kind of newer things that are not necessarily creepy kid related that I could talk about, but we could do it. Basically, do you guys want to do that up front, or do you want to do creepy kid stuff first? Um, I'm okay with doing creepy kid stuff first, mostly because I did watch a lot of stuff, and I didn't plan on talking about a lot of it in extensively. But you know how we do <laughs> we 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 tangent and rant, so it probably would be safer to do the topic first. In this, okay. In this instance, who started last week or last episode? You always start. I don't always start. You always start. Okay, I feel so like I should. Fran- was it was it me? Because I, I had the hot the hot Frankenstein or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Savannah says my kids are creepy enough, so I didn't watch any creepy. <laughs> I didn't. That's fair. Can I can I real quick add? My niece nope. is my niece is pretty creepy because she wants to be creepy, and I love it. Um, she asked me, like, is this a normal human thing? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Don't worry. It'll, it'll be okay. Um, is but, this uh, a normal <laughs> thing? She started yesterday. She's so cute. She started writing a book. Uh, there's only three pages so far, but she illustrated them also. And it's um, the haunted lunch hour about a school built on top of a graveyard where they didn't move the bodies. And now the lunchroom is haunted and all their food always floats around. And oh, she's so adorable. Anyway, let's. let's go. It's got to be a log and building a school on a <laughs> like a graveyard, right? <laughs> I hope so. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, we got enough. we we've got enough stuff to worry about. We can't deal with a haunted school. I mean, like, <laughs> I want to yeah. make some type of school joke with the with the poltergeist lines. You move the headstones. <laughs> be like Johnny, quit picking the ghost snows. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I'm going to start. I'm starting. It's happening. 
Okay, creepy kid stuff. So I I I want to start because I feel like mine are they're not a cheat, but they're like it ended up kind of skirting the edge. Um, I'll, I'll push one off uh, till the what we watched, but the main one I watched is a movie called Dig Two Graves, which is a, a great title. I love the title, but I hadn't planned on watching that. What I wanted to watch was uh, Who Can Kill a Child, which Ooh. is a was it like it might be. I don't know, but it's a movie that takes place in uh, Italy, France, I don't know, somewhere. It, and it's in this, it's a movie from the seventies where the kids are like, not zombies, but like, they're just evil. Like the whole mass of kids are evil for some reason. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I wanted to watch it. I've heard of it a few times. And that led me to sign up for a, a, a seven day trial of Shudder because Google <laughs> says it's on Shudder. And I that was some hoops to jump through to get Shutter working for whatever reason. And I tried to find it, and I was like, "Where is it?" And I looked up Google again. It's like it's right here. Play it on Shutter. Play it on Shutter. So I clicked it, and it opened the movie on Shutter. Except it wouldn't play. I think it's like Netflix, where occasionally you'll come through across a listing where it's like they have a listing for it, but they don't currently have the license, so you can't actually watch mm. it. It's like that. So they either just it either just left Shutter, or it's coming to Shutter. Like it's yeah, it's still in the Google search listings, but like you can't actually watch it on Shutter, at least or, in the U.S. Or maybe yeah, I was gonna say, or maybe you just have yeah. to say you live in Argen- Argentina, and right. then <laughs> and then you you can. So that's what I wanted to watch, and then also you know, honorable mention to like classics because my mom mentioned this in the Grolix podcast Facebook group, uh, The Omen, which is like one of like oh yeah, quintessential mm-hmm. creepy kid movie. Yeah, and also Paul in the comments were one of my favorite creepy kids, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. I, ha- I haven't seen the remake, but the the old one, that kid was fantastic. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. My mom said offhand, but I think Pet Cemetery was the other one. That's why I brought it up. Oh, and I kind of wanted to watch The Good Son just because I remember really liking that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ben it, Ben brought that one up. Yeah, yeah, they're both. Yeah, both of those works exceptional child actors i think and that was a fantastic movie and uh macaulay colgan just got creepier as he got older (laughs) he he still can't grow facial hair really well (laughs) well arguably i i think uh elijah wood kind of got creepier as he got older too so yeah but he leaned into horror movies so at least he he embraced it um macaulay colgan leaned into weird drugged out indie bands and uh cameos on people's youtube channels and arguably he was a creepy kid when he did home alone so that's that's true i mean if if you guys listen the home alone is a horror movie (laughs) yeah it is yeah fun happy family movie but and um, a christmas movie a horror christmas (laughs) so anyway that all led me to my search to try to find this not really obscure but kind of obscure creepy kid movie i'd never seen led me to shutter it wasn't actually there and i was determined i was like well i'm on here now so let's see what they've got and that led me to uh dig two graves which uh it's a creepy kid movie and that the main the main okay so the overview on that is a girl's obsession with her brother's disappearance leads her on a nightmarish journey through the small town's gothic landscape where through a small town's gothic landscape where she is faced with a deadly proposition. Um, the, the summary on shutter, 
made it sound like it might be more like the kids are creepy. And this does get creepy kid. She gets creepy. But she, most of the time, it's a movie from like, she's a kind of our main character. And that's not usually the creepy kid thing. But uh, I enjoyed it. it. So it was produced in, two, it was shot in 2014, but not really, didn't really get released to 2017. Um, and apparently it's an indie movie. It was made for like under a million dollars. Looks really good. It's got uh, Ted, Ted, is it Ted Levine? Ted Levine. Um, it puts the lotion on the skin. That oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the, he was like the commissioner in, in Monk. Uh-huh. And it's got him. He plays the guy's grandpa and he's in it quite a bit. And he's like, like extra, like mumble voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a, I love listening to him. It's amazing to hear him like mumble out words in his voice and it's intelligible, but like, it's like, I don't know. His voice is so strange. That's, that's how I knew. That's how I knew him. in when I watched Monk really, it was, I was like that voice, that voice is unmistakably Bill. I would say it's pretty good. So basically this girl and her brother like are going down to a swimming hole and, and he jumps in and, I guess drowns, but he just doesn't ever come back out. The story ends up kind of revolving around, forgive me for saying it, but gypsy people. Um, Romany. Well, I know I realized it's a slur, but like, I don't want to get too far into spoilers. Like a nomadic tribe. As you get more into it, it's more of like this very foreign family and bad things happen to them. But they also do this. I don't know how else to call it other than like, voodoo type stuff so the movie on the one hand is like ultimately plays these people as sympathetic but also like because of bad things that happened they're now doing voodoo things and i'm like i don't know if this movie's handling that (laughs) sensitively or not i feel like both yes and no i don't know but in general the tone of the movie is it's it's kind of it's a little creepy Something about it misses the mark, um, but it does have like, it's not extreme like hereditary, but it is like hereditary in that it's a horror movie and it has this plot, this horror movie plot, but it's also kind of about loss. So it's also real kind of somber and uh, it's not a a hardcore downer, but it's got a very kind of melancholy tone. Mm -hmm. I dug that. It looks great. It's well shot. Um, it's a little it's a little on the slow side and it doesn't build the tension in a way that I would necessarily like for a movie that's that kind of slow because you can have a movie that nothing happens but if it's building tension that whole time I'm kind of into it and this movie stuff happens it's just takes its time it's not a lot of remark it's not it's not in your face it's kind of low key and uh I think a lot of people would maybe feel it's a little slow or forgettable because of that would it, would it would it be like exercising and uh, traffic for an hour and a half before somebody shoots somebody no, 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 kind no. of slow? No, or... it's not that kind of slow. Okay. Like stuff is happening. It's just it's a combination of like being kind of that like uh, melancholy tone, and then you know it's just yeah, it's not it's not Jim Jarmusch slow. Okay, is basically what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember the name of that movie. I can only remember I was like it, it like I tried to watch it and I got to a point where I was like, no, I'm done. I can't I can't take any more. I can't take any more of this. 
of this waiting for something to happen. I can't do it. Um, but it's kind of cool. I don't know. It also touches on the whole thing of like nobody's good or evil. They're just mm -hmm. everybody's just different shades of are they, you know, I don't know. Different shades. They're just everybody's different shades. Mm -hmm. And uh good, evil. Yeah, you just kind of mm -hmm. do what you feel is right, I guess. And yeah. uh yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I don't I really don't I've drugged this on. I dug the I dug two graves about it. I drug this on. <laughs> Uh, it's got a cool title. The, the 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 climax and like the different reveals is interesting enough. It feels a little cliche. Like it's it's a lot of elements you've seen before, but it's all put together in a nice package. It feels fresh enough. It's just low key enough where I think it's might be kind of forgettable. That's it. I'm done talking mm -hmm. about it. I think I give it three and a half stars. Okay. How creepy I, I, is the creepy kid? That's where I feel like this is a cheat. <laughs> She's not that creepy most of it because I wasn't I was expect so what I thought going in is like oh her her brother drowned I assume he was about the same age so they're like they're kids um it was interesting to watch a horror movie for adults where the main character that you're following is I don't know how the actress actually was but she's 13 and you just don't see not anymore not since like maybe the 80s you don't see like decent kind of like mature horror movies where the kid where the main character is a kid like mm -hmm. kind of appreciated that she gets she gets creepy towards the end and i think it still counts especially if you're going to talk like tie into killer kids because and I'll, I'll spoil this much about it like the whole thing is these moonshiner boys these three moonshiner men who are the ones that do like the voodoo type stuff what i for lack of a better term i don't know what else to call it they have weird magic tricks they they could do that they call Witchcraft. it. Yeah, basically. And uh with snakes or something. And Ooh, snake craft. That's the worst kind. Mm -hmm. They proposed to her, like, we can bring your brother back if you take this one kid down there and push him over the edge. And you kill this kid. You kill this kid. <laughs> They're basically the origin of the good son. <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah. So that's the thing. So I'd say it totally counts as creepy kid. She's not really that creepy. She's, you know, most of the movie you're, you're like, okay, well what she like, obviously that's weird, but you're like, you're, you're following her. So you're kind of sympathetic to her devil snakes. That's right. Savannah. Mm -hmm. I like snakes. Okay. Let's, let's, I, it's Devil's worth a watch. Reject snakes <laughs> on a plane. That's a GCU <laughs> waiting to happen. GCU <laughs> waiting to happen. Snakes on a plane and devil's rejects. I would have never put those together. Wow. Nope, not until tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> America. <laughs> wow. Okay, who's who's next? I feel like I should follow that up because um, <laughs> my movie is also kind of a cheat, and it also has a very slow build. In fact, uh, when I told my my cousin about this many moons ago, she was like. I had to quit because I was bored in the 15, first 15 minutes. I was like, mm -hmm. are you watching the same movie I was? Because this, this movie, while it is a cheat, is not a cheat because the kid is creepy. And it starts out with the creepy kid. Okay. So burying the lead, my movie uh, is Let the Right One In, which is the one wow. that I wanted to do for our Vampire right. Week. 
and I went with it for this one because originally I was going to go with uh, I was going to go with Firestarter. I was going to go Drew Barrymore, and I was oh, going to go Firestarter. Another, oh man, that's a, like mm-hmm. a classic. dude. I I, I love Firestarter and Let the Right One In. Both are great movies. And I almost went with uh, Let Me In, the the American remake of it. And then I looked mm-hmm. at the run times, and they're almost the same. And for my money, always Let the Right One In. Yeah. So. It is the superior version. Yeah, Let Me In isn't... It's not bad like a lot of remakes. American remakes of foreign horror movies are. Um, but it's still not as good. But I think, yeah, I think the original's way better. I think the the production of it... I mean, it's very different, but I think the production of it's way better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as like the art... Um, man, j- just the cinematography of it alone is just... Mm-hmm. I mean, super creepy and desolate and um lonely and there's not a whole lot of like score so i mean just just some strange interesting shots a lot of yeah. shots where you're like peeking in through the window and that kind of thing and i just i love it i love a lot about this movie so one of the reasons i think that the cin- cinematography works as well as it does in the foreign version rather than the american is because Russia, and no offense to Russia, but man, they have some of the most like desolate, like post-apocalyptic looking scenery mm-hmm. in the world. It's crazy, and I love it. But um, you know, and more power to you, Russia. You're you're cool, but uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Welcome you to the states, <laughs> <laughs> comrades. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to mute her, and then she tried to mute her, and ended up unmuting herself. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. I tried to help you. I, my brain is going. Rah, rah, Rasputin. Sorry. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so let so, the right one in. So let the right one in is. Uh, it was released in 2008. I really felt like this movie was older than than that, but you know, it's also a foreign film. Uh, actually 2008 is probably when it was released in the United States. Um, it was probably released in Europe a lot, a lot earlier than that. Directed by Thomas Alfredson. Um, it's, it's a Swedish, Swedish horror movie. Uh, and it was written by John. No way. I'm going to get that right. John Lindquist. Just, Yeah. So anyways, the reason that I picked it for my for my creepy kid uh, pick is that it opens on Oscar like 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 if you know the whole crux of the of the film, it's it's about a vampire. Um, But it really opens in on this Oscar kid and he's super creepy right off the bat. Like he's standing in his bedroom in his tidy whities with a knife saying squeal like a pig as he stares blankly out of his window to the totally empty like courtyard outside of his apartment complex. And he's just like this shock of white hair. This he's like the most Swedish Swede of all time, but he's just like this creepy kid in his tidy whiteies with a knife, just threatening an invisible person. And I was just like, I didn't get it. I didn't get a Stephen King movie, but I got the most (laughs) Stephen King vampire movie that Stephen King didn't make. Yeah. Between between our two main characters is the non-vampire and the vampire. The non-vampire kid that you're talking about is the creepiest of the two. He's so yeah. much creepier than the vampire. 
I mean, except right. for when the vampire is actually being a vampire, the rest right. of the time, right. super like Ellie is super logical and just like, yeah, but I'm not a, I'm not a girl. Would you like me if I wasn't a girl? I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me that like kind of refreshed. It's a really unusual and kind of unique take on vampires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like she doesn't even know why she, or I mean, I'm not a girl, but like, she doesn't even know why she's a vampire when she was a vampire. She's like, cause, cause Oscar's like, how old are you? And he, and she's like 12, but I've been 12 for a really long time. Yeah. And that's, I I mean, I, I like vampire movies. I like creepy kid movies. And this one did both for me. And part of that is, is that thing that like kid vampires are like the worst. They're like, because, you know, most of the time I would assume they're children and they don't want to become vampires. But once they do, they're like, it's not just having to deal with being undead for the rest of your life. It's like, I'm trapped in this body that won't let me function correctly in society ever for, you know, my entire existence. Right. Because right. I'm too small and should be too stupid to take care of myself, you know? Right. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting angle to take somebody who looks like a child. So they can't to the point where they can't access normal, normal human things, normal adult things like go around a place or something. They look like a kid, uh, but they are completely like adult in their mind. So I think that's part of the reason I really like interview with vampire too. Also is because of Claudia in that, but that, that whole, that aspect of, possible immortality and being stuck at a certain age that fascinates me as far as like a, a you know a subject this is a sidetrack momentarily but i want to comment on paul's comment and i think i think what he meant to say is you know what had a creepy kid i kill giants oh yeah yeah she's creepy and it's just, i don't is she she there's no way she's not supposed to be i don't know if she is supposed to be our <laughs> she hero she's around like dead uh, bird corpses and stuff in a she jar she strikes me uh, like the kid from let the right one in like that's the kind of like yeah. kid she is in that okay like, like to be clear oscar was going to kill a dude well before he ever found a vampire right right like like he was planning to he's out there in the courtyard stabbing a tree like for practice when the vampire finds him and is like what are you what are you doing and, and I, she's there, like not wearing a coat in the middle of the snow. I want to dispute a little bit of that because, as a child, I was a I was a very sensitive child, and when I found a dead animal, it made me super sad. So I would bring dead animals home in shoeboxes and bury them in my backyard. It's a freaking graveyard, I swear. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm creepy and weird. That's just I wanted them to have a proper burial so that they could be happy and go to heaven. Yeah, but okay, but one, you're not Oscar stabbing a tree creepy, That's and true. two, in I Kill Giants, it wasn't just like she'd find animal carcasses and then like just poke them with a stick and be like, "Hey, come check this out, look," mm-hmm. and guts coming out. Ew, mm-hmm. Look, okay. I did have a, I did have a little journal I kept of like stuff like bugs and and things like if you step on this kind of bug this is what happens which is gross and i'm saying i'm not saying i wasn't slightly weird as a child i'm just saying it doesn't make me a crazy psychopath person that's gonna kill people i'm just saying that (laughs) (laughs) that's what a crazy psychopath person that's gonna kill people would say right (laughs) 
Oh, well, I haven't done it yet. So, <laughs> have you have you ever told a tree to squeal like a pig? No, never. You may be okay. <laughs> Very still out. That's on the, that's on all the like the psychological test. That's right? the, yeah, that's the yeah. test right there. Yeah. Have you told a tree to squeal like a pig? <laughs> no, I'm Jewish. Oh, and to to <laughs> that makes so they like, it wouldn't be kosher. It wouldn't be kosher. kosher. So <laughs> to stab a pig, man, that would not be cool. To comment on uh, Paul's comment, also, you weren't making warding spells either. No, I did not. I never made any spells as a child. So there's that. That's what a witch would tell you. <laughs> witch. Um. Okay. How about dizzy spells? <laughs> And I didn't make any spells as a kid. I didn't believe in spells. I believed in science. That's why. That's why I wrote stuff down. But anyway. So I, I let the right one in. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I endorse that as well. I think that's a fantastic movie. It is. It's. It's good. It's, even the title's better than the American title. Why did really they change is. it? I don't know. Probably just yeah. to differentiate it on the IMDb page, maybe, I guess. The yeah. one thing like that's either better or worse, and I and I flip-flop on it, is um the familiar, the handler. Um right. like in Let the Right One In, that dude's just doing a job. Like you have no you and Ellie have like no emotion for him whatsoever. And he's yeah. super He's super creepy in that too. Like he's just efficient. Like that's one of the cinematography things. Like the first time we see him is in this like brightly lit, almost like a park kind of situation. And he's stringing some dude up and draining him. Like yeah. he's all in plastic and stuff. And, and he's just like, he's got like his jugs out there and he just like taps people and just draining blood. But that's um, part, I think that's part of what I prefer about the foreign version also is that because that's kind of part of the whole thing is you start as a child and you're kind of like in wonder and amazement at this awesome thing. But as an adult, you're tired of all the drudgery and you're like, this isn't any better than any other thing. And it's all just like the same mechanical crap until you die. Gotta feed the never, the, the never dying beast again. Right. Right. Well, like in the American version, like you, you get the sense of some kind of affection, like mm -hmm. and and so it's like mm, eh, maybe that's worse. Maybe maybe you just shouldn't care, you know. Like like yeah. and then Ellie connects with this kid a little bit better. I don't and I don't know why, but that's but, part of the crux of it. Well, that's but that's part of it too. In at least in the foreign version, is that I think she connects with them as children, but then over the decades, they they're like, yeah, no, this isn't this isn't something special and magical. This is me doing a job for an undead child you know yeah, spending my life serving uh, essentially a monster so yeah right, right right and i think i think the realization of that is part of why i prefer the foreign version to the american version total aside does uh anyone use whatsapp if you do tell me how to make it not give you notifications even when your phone is on do not disturb that so annoys me huh i have a client that uses it so i you know that's like the only thing i use it for and they are on the other side of the world. So they will often send me notifications late. And if I was a normal person and slept during those hours, it'd be really nice to be able to turn off those notifications. Well, I think it's your fault for having such an awesome notification sound. So it's, like default. it's like, 
Oh no, it's not default. That's the Metal Gear Solid alert sound. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. like that's an exclamation sound. To me, right there. to me, it's default at this point. Don't all phones have the Metal Gear Solid sound? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Jesse. Though, are you? Do you have more to add? I mean, we could we could spend an entire episode on this movie, but really, just uh, Oscar's creepy. Like throughout when he's happy, he's creepy. Like when he's in the pool and just swimming around and having a good time and has this ridiculous look on his face. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. how are you more creepy when you're happy? I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. Super creepy child. Super creepy. And as I got into it more and more, I was like, yeah, this has got to be it. And guys, you can, you can watch it right now on Hulu because that's how I did. I own it, but I was like, it's on Hulu. I'm just going to push play. Yeah. Melanie. Yes. What did you watch? Okay. Well, first I want to say I wanted to watch Cooties. Right. Um, And I checked Netflix because it said it was on Netflix, but it is only on Netflix if you do not live in America. And I don't know how to live in Argentina. Argentina. So um, I didn't watch Cooties. I watched um, Little Evil, which is actually kind of not exactly i mean it is a creepy kid movie but it's it's not the kind of creepy kid movie that i really meant when i suggested it the topic because i love like pet cemetery and the omen and things like that i love actual creepy kids they're creepier to me than a a demon or any other scary creature like the a, a child that you're supposed to care and love and raise care for excuse me and love and raise being something that you fear is um so intriguing to me and they're creepier to me that yeah than most other scary things uh and maybe it's because i'm a woman and we all have this like internal you know biological clock that's like have a baby but i'm like but but what if they're evil and they try to murder everyone (laughs) (laughs) but anyway it's something i I literally have thought about before you know which is weird but it's it's true so i wanted to look into that but i departed from it slightly and went to um the movie little evil which is on netflix and the main reason i picked it is because it's easy to access and this is a comedy um it is written by written and directed by Eli Craig stars. Let's see. Evangeline Lily, Owen Atlas and Adam Scott. Uh, the summary for it is Gary who just married Samantha, the woman of his dreams discovers that her six year old son may be the antichrist and uh, spoilers. He is, um, it's a comedy. I would say it's at least on par with an Adam Sandler movie, probably a little bit better actually. But it's, it's, you know, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but it's funny. Um, But the, I like, I do like the idea of it that this stepfather or whatever uh, has a child that he's trying to connect with and love, but they are in fact evil incarnate and in the movie even do cause people to murder themselves there's, I think there's a there's a scene where um, he's in school and getting chastised by like the principal and he's like, you know, I don't know, go whatever yourself. And they go and actually kill themselves. And, and so, you know, it, they are evil for sure. But the 
point of the movie is, I think, more that just because somebody's evil, well, evil, or let's say bad. So just because somebody has is bad and has you know n- bad behavior doesn't mean that they're going to end up bad because oops, sorry because in the movie the stepdad is like you don't have to be like your dad you know um whatever and and you can be a good kid and so at the end of course it's a it's a comedy and so at there's a happy ending where he rescues him and everything's kind of okay at least but um but i i even though it's not the scary movie i prefer oh uh and real quick jenna bruner yes brightburn although it wasn't as good as it could have been i really love the idea of it it was good we just had higher expectations it sucked no (laughs) okay it's not a bad movie it's worse than a bad movie because it had so much potential it was almost there but it's wandered what it was what it could (laughs) be but the idea of it man the idea of it is so fantastic we're gonna talk so good i actually in the stuff here shortly when we talk about what we've watched i will reference brightburn because We've been watching something that takes that kind of idea yeah. and does it better. And if there were to be a Brightburn, Brightburn sequel, they have to pl- take from. Yeah. They have to learn from yeah. this yeah. other thing. Anyway, continue, Melanie. Um, uh, my point being through the whole movie was, um, it was decent for a comedy. It could have been better. But it played on a lot of fun things. They had a clown that started himself on fire in front of a group of children. That was fun to me. Um, <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. We're, we're, we're finding out so much. So I'm much. not a psychopath, but you know, that's that's the kind of thing that I would want to see in a movie like this. Okay, my favorite part of the Omen, and I quote it all the time, which is ridiculous, but is it's all for you, Damien. You know, so this is kind of one of those moments for me. In so you, in the show. you like horrific things happening in front of groups of children at a children child's bequest. Yes, <laughs> only if one of the children who happens to be the Antichrist suggests it. Then I love it. Yes, but I mean, come on, tell me that's not one of the most like emotional or like impactful moments of the movie oh, yeah it? no yeah I, it, yeah it is it's 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 that's horror that's horror yeah. baby yeah and that's what i'm saying you know that that is the most maybe horror um like moment of the movie and like i said it's on par with at least adam sandler but possibly better um it does have the guy that was played dale and tucker and dale versus evil which is one of the best movies uh, of the comedy horror genre I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, so, so there's that. But um, that Ooh, is one. Of, that is one of the most horror-like moments in the movie, uh, which is a comedy again. Uh, so, you know, <sighs> I'm adding potential future topics good. here. Okay. You mentioned Tucker and Dale, so yeah. I've got to add. Oh, yeah. Redneck hillbilly backwoods, <laughs> or no, really, it should be comedy horror. Maybe, maybe we should check out a. That's not really. I mean, that's a genre, but that's not really. But I, not I really was thinking monster. about that, but it's yeah, it's not a monster. That's redneck, true. Rednecks, rednecks, rednecks. 
Yeah, oh, definitely true. monsters. That's yes, true. that's true. That's true. Monstrous. <laughs> that's why I say Carol Baskins. Backwoods. Backwoods. <laughs> Wait, is Carol Baskins the redneck or because <laughs> she's a monster? Oh, okay, she's her own genre. <laughs> uh, so okay. So I would give it two and a half out of three or out of five stars, two and a half out of five stars. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Yeah. You were over here when you watched it. I was working. Um, there, it sounded like there was funny stuff happening. There was funny stuff, but like, again, I, well, I said it was better or at least on part with Adam Sandler. And I don't care what you say about you, Adam Sandler. You laugh. Bob Barker throwing down in a golf course is <laughs> at least deserves a chuckle. Okay. Adam Sandler is not synonymous with those movies anymore. Adam Sandler's name is synonymous with lazy vacation pre- lazy made to pay for my vacation movies now. Like well, that, I, that's more than not, that's what he's cranked out. I know, but I haven't watched anything since Billy Madison, so that's kind of what I have to judge it by. Uh so Paul said two honorable mentions, Brightburn, which uh Jenna also mentioned she she likes it. Um, the Exorcist, yes, it's a classic. Yep, yep. We might have to do possessions or possessed or something at some point. Ooh. I do also want to mention. I, I at this point, I'm I'm sorry, I can't remember who commented with it. Somebody mentioned I really like this idea because it gives me an excuse to rewatch uh, the original Fright Night. Creepy Neighbors. Ooh, yeah. What kind? What would you call that as a monster? Oh man. Paranoia, almost paranoia. I don't know, but usually in these movies, they actually are bad. You know, like right. That's fun though. The burbs, you know. Come on, yeah. Like that that type of thing is fun. It's the yeah, the paranoid. Like the neighbor is up to. They're weird. They're up to something. What are they doing? They're like, no, you're crazy. They're wonderful. They're great, and then they wind up being like exactly what what sexy Draculas. Yeah. I, I. or weird mutant what were they in the burbs they were kind of like mutant <laughs> hicks uh hillbillies <laughs> or something like yeah that's, yeah that's the go-to i guess it'd be mutant backwoods people um was it single white <laughs> female wasn't that a neighbor too like also oh, it's like was, bizarre neighbors that just suddenly that was a roommate actually but oh yeah, yeah you might be right mm-hmm. okay well let's Let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching because I'm okay. kind of itching to get into some of this. And yeah. I want to, I want to start with Savannah has been on one. Savannah is always recommending us stuff on Amazon, mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime stuff for mm-hmm. us to watch. And she mentioned the boys several times. And yes. Melanie and I finally got around to starting the boys, and we're caught up. So, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we Good. blew through we blew through season one super fast, and I. We're maybe an episode behind on season two now, but I feel like we're probably current Um, because they're doing the weekly release thing or whatever, which is popular with streaming now. Except for Netflix, which is smarter. There's some shows they do. They have done it with. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. It's usually a show if they're trying to like if like when they were doing several like talk show types or like comedy talk show type shows i'm struggling to think the talking dead or that kind of thing and that yeah that kind of thing or like the it's not like a daily show type thing but where it's like kind of topical and it's usually a comedian 
they've had a couple of those and those are weekly for mm -hmm. i think obvious reasons mm -hmm. um but yeah the boys which is if you are not familiar with it i feel like most people probably are um it's a super savannah had described it as if you know if superheroes were in the real world like in real kind of it's not that's at this point that's not a new premise but but it's I like think, it's more I, corporate than Watchmen. Like you think of the no. Watchmen. This is like mm -hmm. the Watchmen if the Watchmen had corporate sponsors. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like the boys hits that premise way better. I'm not saying it's better than Watchmen. What I'm saying is it hits the premise of like if superheroes were in the real world way better than almost anything else I've I, I've watched anyway for mm -hmm. two reasons: the corporate thing, because yeah, it's like if Justice League was Disney. Yes, where the superheroes spend most of their time doing interviews and promoting new movies and stuff like that, and doing press press uh, inter press junkets or whatever they call them. Yeah. And when they do fight crime, it's like pre vet, it's like vetted crime mm -hmm. scenarios somehow. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I want to steer like the pot. I want to steer the pot right now. Um, who's who's a better creepy kid, the Brightburn kid? Or mm -hmm. Homelander, dude, dude, that's you've made my you. That's my connection to that's the connection, because that is, I think, more so than the corporate thing. I think that is the area in which the boys nails better superheroes in the real world than anything else is because of just how feeble, like it becomes evident that a normal human would actually be to a superpowered human, and Homelander, I, I don't know. I think all the characters are pretty well written. I think there's a lot of kind of tropes and cliches in the story itself, but then again, it's also superhero story, but like the characters are extremely well written and Homelander is maybe not a super, like he's no Thanos, right? He's not a super deep villain, but mm -hmm. he is one of the scariest villains in any of these. And if they were to do a Brightburn sequel, because the problem with doing pulling this off in Brightburn is like they spend most of the movie establishing that he's got Superman like powers kind of you know mm -hmm. like new mm -hmm. if you had an established character like that it would be Homelander and Homelander is kind of terrifying to me because he has no sympathy for humans at all he feels completely right. yeah. them. at the same time he's he's Homelander he's very make America great again so he's got that kind of like weird bit of um mentality nationalism like yeah, patriotism yeah. slash nationalism yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even necessarily think it's that i think it's more the 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 pride you know oh okay. it's, it, he doesn't even really give a crap about america i think it's more i can look good i could you know the win image. an award or something i could be super even though i am super but be extra super if I defeat terrorists or well, I, I mean, whatever, whatever. Arguably the more hypocritical nationalists in the real life are the same. They don't, mm -hmm. because when they're like, you know, American values, they don't mean American values. They mean white, white, you know, rights for white people. So like Homelander is kind of the same way. And like, he doesn't really care about people, but it looks good. And, and he does seem kind of super racist. Anyway, the thing I'm really been trying to get to is the main thing about it is he seems to be virtually unkillable and you can't hide from him anywhere. And so it, the show does super well at 
conveying that thing of if you get on their bad on on a superhero's bad side, particularly Homelander, and it seems very easy to do so, you can't hide anywhere. And he can literally even if just, you're Wonder Woman, he can literally yeah yeah even their version of Wonder. All the other superheroes are afraid of him because he will just he will laser beam you down in like that this, without this, thinking about it. This is actually part of my beef with the show. Is I if I were for example translucent man from the show or or star girl from the show i would not assume that his power trumps mine i would use my gifts against him and i don't understand why everybody is so afraid of him the supers i should say i understand why normal people are afraid of all of them because it's ridiculous it's clear in the first episode like the first yes. 20 minutes you're like yes. oh god that was so surprising and jarring, by the way, in the first episode. Yeah. It almost yeah. took me off of the show. I was like, that's, it seemed mean. It was but mean. That was the point. It was, that was the yeah. inciting, inciting incident for the whole thing. Yeah. But I think it's, it's because they haven't spelled out what his, the, his power set is. They haven't explicitly say, and I, why, like, why would they? They haven't explicitly say, said, he's weak to this. I don't oh. think they any of them know what he's weak to. I don't think most of the other superheroes' powers would be able to affect him. I don't know. I just think if I had the power of the sun, maybe lasers kind of are small crap compared to the sun. That's my feeling, and that's Wait. why I don't understand some of the characters' reluctance to fight back. I don't I don't think he has a weakness that they know of. And if he's an if he's a somewhat accurate Superman analog. Mm-hmm. Like if they're basically lifting Superman's power set only not only taking the kryptonite aspect away because he's not from Krypton. Mm-hmm. The sun doesn't mean anything to him. Right. It just the makes sun, him stronger, but, yeah. But not if he's not from Krypton because the two go hand in hand. The reason he's but, Okay, he, but here's him is because he's an alien from a red planet so the sun shouldn't matter but my, my point is if her power is the sun a laser is not going to ever be hotter than the sun it won't hurt her no that's my point. Uh, wait no but now you're assuming that she is invulnerable to lasers like no i'm assuming she's not- invulnerable to heat because she encompasses the power of a star which no, is much harder than a laser science I don't. You, you get so hung up on this stuff. I know. I'm sorry for stuff that they haven't established. And I would assume if other characters, when he threatens them with a laser beam and they act scared, they know that laser beam will probably murder them. I'm just going by context clues and piecing it together. But you get very hung up on certain things. It's like, well, they never haven't. They've never established that. Well, it's- I just think not fighting back because you're scared of irrational things is a downfall and that's all i feel like we've spent way too much time on that talking point <laughs> okay let's go it's good i'm enjoying it homelander does seem scary because as far as i know he seems in- invincible and you cannot hide from him i mean you kind of can and the but... only one who can control him is elizabeth shoe sort of yeah let's not uh, say anything, let's not say anything yeah. melanie <laughs> spoilers right. yes She's the only one that can control him. Imagine if she while, couldn't. I guess. Imagine if she couldn't. I'm sorry, real quick. 
to Ma- Maddie, Maddie Downs, the only one that shouldn't be afraid of lasers would be Mirror Man, which is kind of why I mentioned um, Translucent Man, because he's made of diamond skin. But let's move on from that also. Homelander's also the type of creepy dude that like would just sit up in in the air and watch you for 24 hours until you fell asleep. And then he'd come in and wake you up and be like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, right. Like you don't get a, you never get a chance to like, he, let your guard down. Homelander is is the like superhero equivalent of a stalker. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I like the show. I like the, I like the character writing. It's mm-hmm. got so many unlikable characters, mm-hmm. and and the show does actively make me angry. But it's not it's not like a make me angry in a watching Arrow season three or whatever way where I'm like, this <laughs> right, is right. so bad. It's angry in that like this is so wrong. Why can't uh, but like righteous indignation. Right. It's like this is so wrong, but there's literally nothing these characters can do about it. And that's very frustrating, but man, it's it's well handled. And the the fact that it conveys that. Except sometimes I do just want characters to just 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 punch that. Punch that discount Wolverine in the face. Not not, <laughs> not Papa Claw. I'm talking the guy that looks like a discount Wolverine. <laughs> the normal, the human. Oh. What's his name? The not Carl, Jack. Carl Urban. Judge Dredd. Punch Judge Dredd in the face. <laughs> Permanent Dread Lip. If he doesn't have the Dread mask on and the Dread Lip, I don't want it. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's good in it. <laughs> I was going to say, he was pretty good in the stuff I saw, but. No, he's good. He's good. His character just gets so frustrating. Oh, I'm sure. That's what he does well. Uh, Melanie. Yeah. What else have you watched? Lots of stuff. Um, I, kind of tense there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to... I watched a live, which is popular on Netflix right now. And it's... It, I forget which country it's from, but it's foreign. Um, and it's about someone who is trapped in an apartment building during a zombie apocalypse, basically, and has to, you know, survive through that. And I love, I like zombies movies in general, but I love ones set in super urban settings where it's like, I'm in an apartment building surrounded by 12 other apartment buildings and all of these apartments are full of zombies. What can I do? I love scenarios like that. So it was pretty good. Not the best zombie movie I've ever seen, but it was okay. I, real quick, I had Savannah watch I Am Not Okay With This. She commented, and oh, yes, yeah. I did, and I think she liked it. I'm not sure, but I recommend that if you haven't watched that. And you want to be let down by a cliffhanger because that was a recent news story I don't think we got to. Uh, it's canceled. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. And it's canceled. It wasn't canceled, but apparently because of COVID, it's canceled. Oh. Yeah, that sucks because that, that was a good show. Good. Yeah. Even if Even if it's canceled, watch the first season. Okay, um, so in that, you know, kind of feel, I watched Freaks, You're One of Us, which is also foreign, and it's okay. It's not great, but it's... Google Goggle? Wait, was it, is it Google? Google, yeah. Google Gobble. That's what it is. Yeah. No, it's um, it's interesting. It's got an interesting price. It's, it's another one of those shows that makes you feel like regular people should not have superpowers because it could go very, very wrong. You know, not that all of it, all of the characters in there do, but there's definitely one that goes a little, you know, like power crazy 
and is just like I'm invincible kind of a kind of a thing when when they should have been a good guy they end up being the villain because of that you know so that's something maybe you might be interested in if you like superhero stuff I also watched my octopus teacher which is that it's a documentary about uh, a photographer or cinematographer maybe both um that was kind of getting fed up with his profession and possibly just kind of the the struggle of life in general and decided to move to his um birthplace and then start exploring the sea and he met an octopus and he went i think every day of its life uh to visit it and kind of documented the struggles of the octopus and the kind of the things that he learned from it and how it helped him interact better with people than he had previously, you know, by understanding other alien type, you know, whatever life forms, it helped him understand himself better. So that's, it was really interesting. It might make you fall asleep because underwater documentaries kind of tend to do that. But if you can stay awake, it's an interesting watch. If you want to go to sleep, watch it too. <laughs> yeah, but for both. Stay awake if you can. If not, it'll help you sleep. <laughs> like Bob Ross. You'll either go to sleep or you'll oh. be amazed. Or maybe both. Exactly. I love Bob Ross for both reasons. Jesse, have you watched anything else? Uh, not a lot, but I did. Um, speaking of Netflix, um, they just put out a like a like a mini series of documentaries called uh, High Score. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, I've watched. I, I think two two episodes of it so far. Yeah, I just I just you know binge the whole thing and it's oh did you solid yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, they go into the console war and they go into like all sorts of stuff. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like the very first episode, they talk about the e the the god awful ET Atari game, and mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty good. I mean, some of this information is not new to you know, people that have kind of followed video game culture or history, but like there were some new things in there that I'd never really paid too much attention to. Like they had some of the, uh, like the Nintendo contests, that kind of thing. And I guess Mm -hmm. Sega had their own version of that, which was on MTV or something. And, uh, so that was kind of cool because that filled in some gaps. Like I didn't know about any of that. So, yeah, I didn't know miss Mrs. Pac-Man came from basically right. was developed by a different group of people who were yeah. more or less illegal, maybe illegally modding uh, the right. Pac-Man arcade machines so that people would keep playing them. And they made a business out of selling these mod chips to arcades to get more plays, playtime worth of Pac-Man. And that led to them making Mrs. Pac-Man. I was like, yeah, which is arguably a better game. Right, right. I was like, yeah, what? cool. It's basically cool. just a mod. Yeah, there's some there's some stuff in there that I I didn't know. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. It's kind of like the toys that made us, or whatever it was, or the movies that right. made us. Where it's not quite. I feel like the present presentation isn't quite as kind of goofy. A little bit. Those strike me as a little goofy. But it's that same kind of like lighthearted documentary type mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed what I watched of it. Yeah, uh, Savannah says she's watched Capital on Netflix and it's good. I'm not familiar with it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that one. 
Sorry. Was there anything? Was there more? What you what what you got? No, that's that's basically all I've watched really. That and like movies here and there. Like we watched Days of Thunder just cuz. <laughs> 80s sure. Tom Cruise movies, why not? Mellow Yellow, Ro- man. Robert Robert Duvall, you know, Michael Rooker, like what's not to love about that movie? That's like all I remember is that he drives the Mellow Yellow car. Why is oh, that yeah. the thing that sticks with me? I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So it holds up <laughs> as much as anything from that era does. Yeah. Like the acting is solid and the storytelling is kind of interesting, but like otherwise it's like, well, it's basically Top Gun in a car. <laughs> Savannah digs I'm it. the best. I watched uh, Adam's Family recently and it's just as good as the day I watched it. Oh, oh yeah. First day I watched it. Solid. No, I don't have surround sound, so I couldn't watch Days of Thunder with surround sound. But I bet that's uh, great. Maddie D says he's introducing Back to the Future to uh, Back to the Future to the kids, and they love it. Good man, and it holds up. Yeah, Back to the Future does hold up. It does. I mean, the so does Gremlins. I made the kids watch that, and they all freaking right. loved it. The, the good ones always do hold up. I mean, they're they're eighties, but they're like, and maybe it's because that it's a nostalgia thing. They're eighties in like a timeless way, mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like cheesy eighties. It feels like that's just the period. Well, right. except for Back to the Future, which is a bunch of time periods, so maybe that helps. Savannah s- says, I watched True Le- True Romance last week. That's a good one. That's a mm. real good one. One of my faves. Um, I've watched several things. I'm trying to think of what I've watched because I watched a couple things with Melanie, and I'm trying to think of a couple things what I watched on my own. I've watched part of a documentary on Amazon about cult films. It's okay. Uh, I think it's it's like cult movie freaks or cult film freaks or something like that. And uh, it's all right. It's not bad. It's it's kind of informative, but it's not. Um, there are better horror or documentaries about horror movies, I think. Ah. Um, but it's it's OK so far. And it's not just I mean, it's cult film, so it's not just horror stuff. But that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, talking about weird kind of obscure genre stuff but the mo- the main thing is how like the re- how cult and weird genre movies are released at different periods of time and then it you know like you know, grindhouse theaters that were basically old theaters around since the depression that like at a certain point like people are willing to come to the movies at like midnight but we don't have anything to show so we need movies and so low budget indie werewolf bikers and stuff like that you know like right. that kind of stuff like that's when that stuff started getting pumped out and had a place to go the theaters wanted to show it um because they just needed something to fill fill the time and then i think in the 80s and into the 90s that became the 80s was vhs and then going into the 90s that became cable 24 when oh, cable yeah. networks went 24 hours and they didn't care what it was they just needed again something to fill the time Right. And then and then streaming happened and then bit torrents and you know torrents and the last of the movie is a, a whole lot of indie filmmakers complaining about torrents. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> hmm. Sure, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um they had Joe Bob, if anybody who knows who Joe Bob Briggs is, like, yay. Um they had Joe Bob on there talking about it and he's like torrents were bad. Downloading was terrible. Streaming is awesome though. Streaming is great. So he's just, and he's like, it seems like more people are like streaming is more accessible now. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. 
that's in, that makes sense. You can stream almost anything. You just got to pick one of the six big streaming networks or subscribe to all of them. Apparently, right? Spend sixty to eighty dollars a week or a month on streaming services. Thank God we don't have to do that for cable anymore, right? Or right. have uh, have half your friends subscribe. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, as for stuff that Melanie and I did watch together, uh, let's talk about because we won't argue about it. Uh, the babysitter, uh, babysitter killer queen, came out just recently. Um, it's a sequel to the babysitter, which we both watched a while back on Netflix and liked quite a bit. I didn't know it was something that was popular or popular enough to warrant a sequel. So I'm glad people are into the babysitter. Uh-huh. Babysitter reminds me a bit of um, Happy Death Day, but I will say the sequel is not even comparable. So yeah, it is that like, I think especially particularly the first happy death day takes itself a bit more seriously than either of the babysitter movies do, but it is that like very much popcorn fun horror. It's a uh-huh. fun horror movie. The yeah. babysitter is a comedy horror straight up. It's a comedy horror movie. Um, the babysitter killer queen. I mean, it's, it's got sequelitis to, to the max. It's like, we're going to do all the things that were funny in the first one. We're going to do it again. Maybe even turn it up to 11 but it's still kind of lacking. It feels Hmm. it's not bad. Like it's fun. It's dumb fun. It's almost the babysitter. I would say is a good movie. I don't know that I would say this one. The sequel is a good movie. It's kind of, it's kind of not. Yeah. I I would still maybe recommend it. If you've already seen the babysitter. Agreed. They're not real. None of the people in this are, could be mistaken. They're cartoon characters. And that's, it's true with the babysitter, but that maybe is, the most evident thing in the sequel is like every care, every character you come across is like, uh, who did you, Chang from community? They're just, they're not a real person. They're not a real character. They just will, re- they'll have random, like what is a security guard or cop or something come over to take a report. And he'll just randomly be spouting stuff about his love life because humor, I guess. And it is funny, but it's like, there's just no sense of realism in these movies, especially this one. Yes. But it's still it's still fun. However, my big beef, how are you going to have the babysitter sequel and barely have the babysitter there? And when you do have the babysitter there, you, it's obvious that she was there for like, I have two hours and I need to shoot this. Put a wig on me. And what are my lines? I don't need lines. And she just stands there. Like something felt so off about her cameo. Um, what's her name? They might, might, may has, they may have as well have recorded that at the end of the last movie and then let her not show back up because that's about as much effort as went into it. Samara Weaving, who I liked, I, I, I kind of feel like she didn't necessarily make the first one, but I think the first one is better for because of her. And she's, she's not really in this one much, she just makes a couple like split second appearances throughout. And then shows up at the end. Slight spoilers, I guess. Um, I mean, that's in the trailer, though. Right. And But when she does show up at the end, I don't know. Something just does seem off about her performance. Maybe she just wasn't digging the script. And I would kind of agree. Like, most of the movie's fine. It doesn't really require much. It was fine. It was wacky. Um, 
they had a fight sequence where it literally then went video game mode and had the life bars of the two characters fighting up on the screen. It goes that back. works on Scott Pilgrim. That doesn't work on everything else. Yeah, I don't know that it worked here either. <laughs> but right. it's like it does not take itself seriously, this movie. But what they did with her character to me, it didn't really make sense. And that mm-hmm. I'm just totally 100 percent reading into this with no basis. I'm guessing it didn't really to her either, because she did not seem invested for the four minutes of screen time she had in this movie. But maybe it's because her name is Samara and she never sleeps. So <laughs> Yeah. Creepy kids. Yep. Um, she is great, by the way. She was in Ready or Not. She's like, I got ready or not money. Did that movie make money? I don't know. But she's got a, I got ready or not money. I don't need your money. Yeah. Um uh, let's see, Maddie D. They are archetypes, not people. They're not even archetypes, or they're all the same one. Are no, every female is the film, the thirty-year-old, the thirty-five-year-old film nerd guy archetype, but <laughs> in a hot young, yeah, a hot, hot young chick uh, package. Mm-hmm. But every time, even in the first one, any of the hot chicks start talking, it's like I hear that the director. I don't no. hear. No, a, a woman. no, that's not entirely fair because some of the hot chicks are really just stupid, vapid non-characters. Oh, all the villains. Yeah, yeah. The other, the main, the main villains. The main villain is thirty-five-year-old film nerd, mm-hmm. and uh, the other characters. No, Maddie D's right there. They are uh, archetypes and stereotypes. Yeah, but they're face it the dude without the shirt's the fun one the other ones kind of yep. suck i yeah. guess i guess the one guy um like the other guy mm-hmm. he's kind of fun mm-hmm. the other chicks i don't really care for because they are too typical but mm-hmm. the shirtless bro he's he's pretty fun i think it's kind of obvious that they didn't have any chicks in on the writing um which it isn't always a bad thing because there's like men have written lots of things that i love uh, but the the women in this are not real people. No, no. But at least in this one, no one is real people. That's <laughs> so I guess that's maybe. A, at least they're consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main character is a teenage boy. It place it's take takes place in modern day, and he just he wears like a suit, the same suit throughout the whole movie. They're cartoon characters. It's it's purely style. Corduroy suit, man. A corduroy suit. Right. With the best. Sorry, we kind of spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. It's fun. Go watch the babysitter. If you haven't seen, just watch the first one. It's so much fun. If you want more, wait a little bit to let that one soak in and then watch the sequel, but it's not gonna be quite as good. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather you see a happy death day and sequel. Did we talk about a happy death day? I don't know that if we talked about it since you watched it. Okay, because yeah, because I binged like both of them in one night, and I can't remember if we talked about it or if that would have been last week if we would have talked about it. Do they blur together, binging them both in one night? Like- no, no. I mean, like they oddly because they're so different, mm-hmm. even though they're the same. But like they do a nice job of like just connecting. Like they do just feel like they like there was no time in between. Yeah, like, they they just stopped one and started the next, and right. Yeah, the second one changes. The oh my god, changes. You tone were not kidding. So much. It uh, like everything like this is 
like right off the bat, you've got like a doppelganger and like, then you're in a different universe. I'm not even spoiling anything. That's like in the trailer for this movie. And I didn't even hear about this. I just was like, oh, they're making another one of those. How is that even possible? Mm-hmm. And uh, Man, I did not know if I would have known I should have watched this sooner because yeah, it was, you were right. It was totally my kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I, I thought so. It's the, see, the first one is like, kind of fun but mostly like yeah it's a slasher movie with a groundhog day premise right it's yeah. not bad the like kind of weird misdirect they do it's not even really a misdirect but the weird stuff with the killer like wasn't that great right but the it was movie right. was fun it's okay fun right yeah. but and it's then the mainly one, great because it's a stepping stone like who yeah. knew that it was going to be create a great sequel yeah and, the second one goes into like it feels it maybe I'm not saying it's to the same level, but it feels like a back to the future, like an or weird science, like an eighties, uh, f- com, uh, adventure comedy, almost eighties yeah. sci-fi comedy. Yeah. It's got that kind of lighthearted tone a bit, but also, you know, there's stakes and stuff. I didn't care for the final scene, like the little stinger or whatever the, like how they left it kind of open for another one. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that, where that I would want weird. To see it, yeah, that, that took it into like bizarre, almost superhero movie <laughs> right. territory. It was like, right. no, you didn't need that. Like, why? And I don't want to see that movie. Right. I, I mean, I would like to see another one. It just, yeah, maybe not sure. that. Whatever they were saying. Yeah, no, one there. that was clever, not that. Whatever that was. This movie was clever. Whatever they were setting up there would not be. They should make a sequel where they have a child. That is odd from all the weird, like double lives oh and time God. travel. <laughs> a, a creepy kid who can see exactly. <laughs> the same day over and over and over again in other universes. Yep. I just realized what I should have watched instead of Dig Two Graves. I could have watched the Doctor Dances and whatever the other part of that oh, two parter. Yeah. 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 Are you my mummy? Yes. That's yeah. what I should have watched instead. Actually, I just watched That's it not a creepy too long kid. ago. <laughs> Gas mask, gas mask, creepy kid from in Doctor oh. Who. Oh, I forgot. Sorry, Sorry. My, my niece maybe watch an anime called. I've only watched three episodes so far, but it's called The Promised Neverland, and it's a typical type of anime where it's like a group of young people. I think they're like I think the main characters are like eleven or twelve, and they're you know. Um, inspiring they like work their hardest to overcome some adversary or problem or whatever but the thing is the situation that they're in is so twisted i freaking love it 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 kind of reminds me of dead man neverland but not exactly and i love if you haven't seen that there's only one season there really should be more that's that's one of my favorite animes possibly ever but it's fantastic this kind of reminds me of that it's really good and like I said, I'm only three episodes in, but but it's really good, and uh, it's it's the opposite maybe of a of a creepy kid movie. It's like um, these kids in a horribly creepy situation, which is insane. Um, kind of having to over like be super smart, and like again, this is it's kind of a, a an anime trope like they're super smart and super talented and super determined um and have to use that to to fight against uh this world that is completely against them 
uh, but it's really good and I like it so far. I mean, one could say that if there weren't creepy kids, we wouldn't even have anime because isn't Akira <laughs> yeah. just a creepy kid? That is very, very. Oh man, Akira, that's an that's an out there pick, but that would have counted because I know it's sci-fi, but there's some weird monster stuff in that. Yeah, mutant and that movie's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, this has some demons or something in it, but you know, whatever. There's all sorts of crazy, creepy kids in anime, like. Almost always, there's like some kind of god child that just presents as like I'm just a child, but actually I'm moving the pieces behind the scenes, <laughs> right? In some um, astral plane. Yeah. The other thing I can think of off the top of my head that we watched mm-hmm. is a movie we're not going to fight about. Um, we watched. <laughs> we watched. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about ending things. I'm, is that what? I think it's just I'm thinking of ending. I'm thinking, thinking of ending things. Right. It's the new movie on Netflix by Charlie Kaufman, who wrote Being John Malkovich, an adaptation and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is one of my favorite movies. And he also directed New York. What's that one, Melanie? Schenectady. New York. And uh, Amelise, which I have not seen. I think that's the only one of his movies I haven't seen. I haven't seen three. I've only seen, yeah, the first two. So if you're familiar with any of those, listener or viewer, uh, y- you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Charlie Kaufman. It's very strange. It's based on a book. Um, but if you've seen Adaptation, you know he does not ever stick close to things that he adapts. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I wrote a letterboxed review, so I don't have to go too far into it. Uh, kind of a short review on letterboxd but i will say this up to about up till the final three sequences of the movie five star movie up to the last third maybe sorry i'd even say less than third but yeah it's a third i'd say less than third for me i don't know i guess it depends how long the interpretive dance sequence goes and that final song out of nowhere that he sings on the stage Mm -hmm. that i'm sorry that's not i shouldn't even say that i guess that's kind of spoilers but it's not because no. what does that tell you the same exactly. thing it tells you while you're watching nothing um the movie gets to a point where it's like yeah okay i like it i i like the ideas here it's weird it's kind of creepy i got a satisfactory like explanation of a certain thing that i was waiting for good movie's over and then the interpretive dance sequence starts and see it just <laughs> <should've ended that. laughs> yeah. my, my interpretation was much different we're not fighting about it, but I didn't. I know the beginning was whatever. <laughs> I fine. I already said we're not going to fight. Yeah, you just you just started talking. The first third was okay. The middle part was better. Was my favorite part, which kind of I thought was going to set the tone for the movie and was what I was looking forward to. And then the last third of the movie, which I include partially a, a scene that is almost entirely in a car ride. Um, and is full of the most pretentious crap, and then the dance scene and the other other end bit all killed the movie for me. I hated it. Yeah, she hated it. I hated it. I feel like so on Letterbox, I ended up giving it four because most of the movie was five star movie for me. I think it was great. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of 
areas it i wish it would have so it's got an element of psychological horror for sure and apparently i looked i looked a little bit more into the book today actually to kind of see what the differences were and the book kind of confirms a lot of things i was thinking about you know thinking that this movie confirms a lot of my theories about this movie um and also goes for the book actually pushes further into horror i feel like this i wish it would have went harder into the horror aspect um it is surprisingly funny which is weird but because charlie kaufman's charlie kaufman he played more on this like this theme of aging and inevitability of death basically um and memories and and identity and all that because charlie kaufman writes about charlie kaufman so um i think it's pretty good after the movie is over as like maybe three stars but because as because like ignoring that last bit I, i i compromised to four stars nobody cares about my star rating but i'm just explaining like really good really bad you know what? I'll give it some recognition because I think it was really good up to a certain point. Mm, yeah, up to a certain point, but that point was not necessarily even halfway through the movie for me. Maddie so D. Maddie D cracks me up. So I don't under <laughs> I don't understand Mel's interpretation. Can you do it again as an as interpretive dance? Unfortunately, you can't see my interpretive dance. I've been doing it the entire episode. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know what? That's the most pure form of interpretive dance. The interpretive dance you don't see. And this is the most meta episode we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. There you go, Charlie Coffin. I liked Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I liked um, being John Malkovich, even though it's a strange subject. I like it. Didn't see any of the rest. This was just a step below Lady in the Water for me. That's how much I disliked this movie. Oh man. And that's what I'm trying to tell you, Randy. You never you didn't get that. That's how much I disliked this movie. Oh, I got it when we were yelling at each other. Okay. I understand you hate this movie. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to M Night Shama Watch. It's so funny. This would actually I uh, this isn't even my least favorite Charlie Kaufman movie. Like are you serious? No, I okay. Lady in the Water is the worst movie I've ever seen. I want my life back for that hour and a half I spent on it. This, I want at least a half hour of my life back for this crap. That's how bad it was. She's going to go Harrison Ford on that. I just want my life back. Is that Harrison yeah. Ford? Seems like there's some old movie where he's like, I just, or maybe Tommy Lee Jones. I just want my life. No, it had to be The Fugitive, right? Who was Probably. that? That was, well, both that of them was, were in that. that. Was, <laughs> but it was Harrison Ford. Yeah, it was Harrison Ford. Yeah. She wants her time back. Yes, I want my. I want at least a half hour of this movie back because it was entire BS that meant nothing. Also, you, it, the M Night M Night is strong with this one because it villaged you. Yeah, it did. You, build, yeah, I, I did knew nothing that. about this going into it intentionally, but you've come across the trailer, which is why I wanted to watch it. And the trailer looks like a horror movie. Yes, it does. It, it implies creepy, weird horror, which I'm all for. This was not that. <laughs> Maddie D says, oh, I think you have a new section for the show. Shyamalan watch. We do mention him almost every episode. Yeah, but there's wow. nothing There's nothing to watch with Shyamalan is the thing. There's just things to bitch about. <laughs> <laughs> get off my plane. Uh, get off my TV. 
Um, man, I don't know. Like, it, it's definitely not perfect. It's flawed, but if it's way above flawed, this is if pretension took a crap on your head. That's what this is. He comments on almost every every uh, medium of entertainment. He does. Where does that happen? Come across as pretty pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, it, every time you're watching it, you're like, God, this seems pretentious. That's when it's happening. <laughs> There's interpretive dance. I did not like the, at one point, like one of the characters slips, like one of the characters slips into another personality, but it, they're channeling a movie reviewer doing a review of some movie that I'd never, I have actually never seen. And it did seem very pretentious at that point, And I didn't care for it. And I get if he wants to like comment on film, but like, I don't know, man, it, it, he, you know, it, Netflix seems like it would be a good fit for somebody like Charlie Kaufman though, because I feel like they wouldn't care. They'd be like, dude, whatever. But it, that's almost also kind of a dangerous thing to say to some creators because to some creators and this is okay. Maybe it's my beef with Charlie Kaufman. Maybe it's him. Okay. Cause I, love maybe i really like maybe love um what's his name from twin peaks david lynch yeah i love david lynch his weird is a good fit for me this guy is a bad word to me and he looks he looks down on the rest of the world with his 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 stuff stinks too much and he obsesses about it and he looks down on the rest of the world because of it it's it's worse than being high and mighty it's like low and mighty but still better than you i hate it I feel like he probably wouldn't disagree with that. And that actually comes across because a lot of the main characters in his movie are Charlie Kaufman, including adaptation is literally Charlie Kaufman. So he wrote himself into his own move into what he wrote himself as the main character in like this second large movie. Anyway. Um, yeah, we were talking about that and the, the weird thing about that and like him and David Lynch to where the movies are very kind of nebulous at times. And it's odd. I like the David Lynch thing too better, but it's mm -hmm. odd because Charlie Kaufman, like even if he's not going to explain it to you, there's a reason for everything. Like there's some, at least in his head, there's some reason for it. David Lynch fully admits. He's like, I don't know why I just felt like this needed to be there. There's no reason for the weird stuff. So why is it the David Lynch weird stuff works better? And I would agree that it kind of does sometimes, but, um, <sighs> what? No, it's, be? it's oh. because it doesn't, oh, I'm sorry, real quick. It's because it's because of that, because this guy is so full of himself that he thinks every little thing is symbolic. And that's it's just not true. Maddie D says, I have a mental picture of an art critic commenting on it on the fire extinguisher hanging in a gallery with way too much pretension just before a fire breaks out. Yeah, I would agree with that. If then a fire breaks out, that makes that whole scenario kind of interesting. It's the irony. Yeah. It's the mm -hmm. irony of it. I don't know. I feel like Matt. Except you can't use a fire extinguisher in an art gallery because you'll ruin all the paintings. <gasps> it's deeper than we even That's thought. True. This is That's layers upon truest. layers. <laughs> I told you this is the most meta episode we've ever done. Oh, it's layers <laughs> upon layers. Because you can't see Mel's interpretive dance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We, I'm sorry. We probably spent way too much time on that. I, I <laughs> Man, it's, if if listen, I mean, I feel like even if you're not into it, there's a lot you you could go on about it. But if you're into it, I I feel like it's 
you could go there's a lot to talk about with that movie um if if you know charlie coffin's other stuff and you dig it i would recommend checking this out um i'm not or it's it's another one of those titles where it's just i'm not okay with this or whatever it's uh i i'm not okay with this great i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking of ending things um yeah another thing like this really like given the premise should have been way more depressing i mean it's very somber movie but it should have been way more depressing than it was i mean like the concept it hit the concepts the movie hits on are things that really kind of bug me these like i guess maybe forever but especially now that i'm getting older but it just hits on the concepts without really making you feel it and that's maybe a kind of another flaws the characters either are do not feel real because they are not portrayed realistically or they're just there's not enough to them to convey certain things. Mm-hmm. I don't have those quality feelings about aging or dying or any of those things. I'm fine with it all. But oh man, this movie is, I okay. would not recommend it. I would not recommend it at all. <laughs> I would, okay, I would recommend the movie that I thought it was going to be. That I feel it, like you should the, read the, the book. Trailer means it should wants it to be not the movie that it ended up being. That the author, the, yeah, the book it was written by I can't Ian Reed, I Ian Reed, something like that. Um, it came out in 2016, I think. And the book, it sounds like the movie you thought this was. Yeah, it is a more of a psychological psychological horror thriller, mm-hmm. where this is the psychological. Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> Although it does confirm it's if you're familiar with Kaufman, like the premise is pretty easy to pick up pretty quick. It is very vague. Let's stop talking about this. Yeah. What's with dudes named Kaufman? They're all they are weird, weirdo. aren't they? They're all they, weird. They tend to be strange. It's interesting. Yeah. It's the Kaufman <laughs> curse. No it's the Kaufman curse. So. Okay, I yeah. Oh, wait, there is one one more thing. What I need what do I need to do There's here? Two more things. Okay. Possibly three. Oh, you thought we forgot. It's the Snyder Watch. We might not have news. We will always have Snyder Watch. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League might be called Justice League Director's Cut. <laughs> really? That. That's the, that's wow. the most nothing news that's been reported. <laughs> like, oh, and, the, and the headline was like, Snyder, the Snyder Cut's getting a new title. <laughs> yeah, and the title is the director's cut. <laughs> director's cut. You mean as opposed to Snyder cut? <laughs> so apparently there's a new poster for it uh with DC's this fandom thing. I thought that was like a one-time event. This just keeps going, doesn't it? The fan yeah, this yeah. is something they just keep doing. I mean, that's fine. It's cool enough, but like I keep hearing fandom news. I'm like, I thought that was like last month. Um, well, you enter fandom and then three fandoms leave. 
DC can't do nothing right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to cancel our streaming service, but we're going to have five fandoms. <laughs> oh, man. we the, Look at all these comic book characters. F- fire the comic book staff. <laughs> all right. Now, um, let's create a streaming service for each show. Go. Most of this. Yeah, the, this is such a nothing story that like there's maybe three paragraphs and that's stretching it. No, I correct five sentences to this whole story and it's all old news ha! except for the one sentence about the justice league director's cut poster. So, you know, I mean, you know, hey, listen, I get it. Like I said, there might not be news, but there's always Snyder watch. You got to find something. And we found the same thing they did. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't end there. Oh wait, no, that's the one that says justice league Snyder. Uh, cut gets a new title. Hold on. Zach you Snyder's put the just... same the same news twice. Like <laughs> Snyder Watch tonight is just really the same article three times. Zack Snyder's Justice League will have a new theme and score composed by Junkie XL. Listen to it here. Except not really, but that's what the type, the article says. That was slashfilm.com, but I think I feel like Collider might have broke the story first. Um yeah. I wonder how much I like, is this actually new or if, or is this the original score that got ditched when they switched over to and brought in Danny Elfman? Hmm. Um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, originally it was supposed to be junkie XL and they worked with Hans Zimmer on the Batman V Superman sound, uh, score. And, uh, but yeah, no, I, the new one's going to go with the Junkie XL score. So, you know, that's something. Um, Paul says WB fire shots at Ray Fisher. Yeah, I thought about, I know we covered that a little bit, even though it's it's pretty gossipy. I mean, it's not. It's it's coming directly from. Well, isn't, courses, um, but... isn't Momoa like co-signing it now? Like from what I, I didn't look too deep into it because I don't really care, even though we've covered it a bunch. Um, I mean. I care a little bit. Okay. I'm not a jerk. If somebody's, <laughs> wrong, if somebody's wronged, I don't like that. But Ray Fisher, you know, as you probably know, it's, it's like, uh, Joss Whedon was, was a D bag and treated me badly. And, uh, DC higher ups are all D bags and they treated me badly and it's wrong. And DC, uh, or Warner brothers, I sh- should say, was like, we're going to look into it. We'll hire an end. We'll hire and we'll have somebody investigate this. And, then they came back like the investigator investigator said there's nothing wrong uh <laughs> the, inge- the investigator that we hired says we're great we're great you're a jerk and then jason and moa is like i'm with ray fisher they're jerks <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm super like i mean i don't mean to be demeaning like that's super simplifying any, it but that's any, the gist of it anytime anyone in any in any uh industry hires their own private investigator. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. (laughs) They are an unbiased source. No, exactly. Well, it's like the, it's like the whole thing of like a, every company's HR department. They're not there for human relations. They're there to protect the company. Right. Right. They're not there for the employees. Um, it's that type of thing. Exactly. Well, and that was the thing. Like Ray Fisher's like, well, she got an independent investigator. You shouldn't have hired some, Whatever. Mm-hmm. Maddie D says they should have hired Randy Newman to do the Justice League score. <laughs> Superman, you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. 
I'm trying to think of, I was trying to think of some like parody. I can't, I can't think of anything. That's it for the Snyder watch, by the way. I mean, that's really, I literally like, I had no news. And then like eight Oh five or so I'm like, Google Zack Snyder news. All right, there we go. (laughs) Snyder watch. Got to do it. Melanie. Sound like you had more segments though. What, what is next week's, uh, villain of the oh the monster mm, that's a good question okay how do you follow up the creeping kid the well, creepy kid i okay so i really like creepy neighbors mm-hmm. um and i i think we should do that but next week i'm gonna say zombies because yeah. my mom suggested it and my if your mom suggests you talk about something you on your podcast, it. you talk about it on your podcast. You do. Plus, also suggested by my mom, it gives me an excuse to rewatch Shockwaves, which is amazing. And it's got Nazi zombies. So that's what I'm doing. And might I just say, your mom is one of the sweetest moms I know. Um, and I I would do any horror thing she suggests anytime. Savannah says creepy neighbors. Creepy neighbors will be the week after. Well, so we'll do zombies and then creepy neighbors. I mean, you got to break up the creepy, creepy. You can't just be like creepy, creepy. Now we got a creepy zombie, creepy. That's like a creepy sandwich with zombie parts in the middle. Creepy Oreo. It's not nearly as meta as this, but. Ooh, and then that still leaves stuff like possession or demons for Mm -hmm. October. Which yeah. then we can really get into some of the like the real Halloween classics. Oh man, we didn't even talk about trick or treat. Like, is that is Sam technically a creepy kid? Oh, he's I kind would, of a monster, but he's kind of portrayed as like a creepy kid. I would accept it if somebody came tonight. And was like, I I watched this because of this. Oh, fine, but he does right. seem more like because they call him the spirit of Halloween or something, right? So is that like mm. a demon? He's definitely kind of a monster, right? So I would accept him as a creepy kid, a demon, a creepy a monster. monster. Technically, the pet cemetery kid I think could qualify as a zombie. Oh right, uh, right. So you know we've still got options open. That's that's what's fun about I mean all of these, and that's kind of why I've been for the most part watching weird movies for each pick because like okay zombies yeah at this point like there's a million zombie things yeah but each even when we did Frankenstein. We can't. We each came to the table with yeah. a very different Frankenstein. So, like, mm-hmm. there's, it's kind of fun to take that theme and then try to find, like, well, what's really like out there version of that theme. Uh, Maddie D says, "I thought he was a possessed doll." Actually, well, that's Chucky. <laughs> yeah, guys, is he a creepy kid? Because he's like the shape of a kid, but he's not. Yeah, he's a serial killer. He's a fully a grown kid. dude. Yeah, in an adult's body <laughs> that's shaped like a kid. Yeah, I think I would accept it since he looks like a kid. That's a good question, too. Are Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers creepy kids? Mm. <sighs> Especially in the reboot, Michael Myers is a creepy kid. They, they, they both were creepy kids at one point. Right. I almost did Halloween, kind of grew up into creepy grubs, but they were creepy kids. I almost did Halloween for that reason, but oh, yeah, or I entertained the idea. Jason, that one's hard. If you did the first Friday the 13th, I wouldn't even question it because Jason is in there as a kid. Mm-hmm. He's a big hulking murder zombie and all the others, though. <laughs> right. So, um, 
Oh, another one is, and I almost fell back on this too, uh, because we were watching YouTube video about it not long ago, but Sleepaway Camp, I think, would, even though it's a slasher, um, the main character, spoilers, who's also the slasher, um, is she's, how old was she? I don't know. She's like 13, 14, 15-year-old girl or something. So that's creepy kid. Even though she's not that creepy throughout most of the movie. Season hey. one, Stranger Things, 11 was a creepy kid. Right. And you know, they're quiet and unusual. That makes them creepy. It does. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Oh, I forgot to pull up images of the movies we were talking about while we were talking about it. That's Sorry, right. off my game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needed to see Oscar in his tidy weddies. Um, <laughs> okay. Bigfoot. I didn't even see Matt's comment of Bigfoot. Bigfoot would be hard. It, I, I bet mean, there's Bigfoot. more Bigfoot movies than we know, though. I bet there is, especially bet... if like if you search like Yeti or something. Yeah. yeah. The only one I know is Harry and the Harry and the Hendersons. We we'd all just watch would Harry the and the Hendersons. Snow, would the snow beast be considered Bigfoot? That's is that Yeti. more Yeti? Yeah. Yeah, but I I feel like because Snow Beast is a ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, I guess okay. they found a snowmobile for a giant, basically. Bigfoot, Yeti, Snow Beast. I think I think Wendigo when when how do you spell it? Did you say it Wendigo or Wendigo? Whatever Wendigo. that thing. I think all of those things are kind of the same creature anyway. Kind of depends on the version yeah. of Wendigo you go with. Because if you think the, it's... the not human counterpart of it. Okay. Yeah, Maddie D says Yeti, Sasquatch. Paul says Wendigo question mark. I'm assuming he meant that comment before we started talking about it. Mm-hmm. There's always that little bit of delay. Mm-hmm. Snyder Cut fanatics are already bashing Wonder Woman 84 because it's too colorful and doesn't fit into the Snyderverse. The Snyderverse is dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Snyder. What happened to the Snyderverse? It critically bombed. I know nobody would have cared about Justice League in the first place if Wonder Woman the first one did as well as it did. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think you're right. I think if Wonder Shots Woman fired. first. I think if the first Wonder Woman wasn't as decent as it was. There wouldn't have been a Justice League. Already moved on. They would have trashed it. Yeah. If if that would have been as good, and um, if what's his name? Oh, wasn't like the hottest man on the planet. If those two things weren't true, Aquaman. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm still surprised they they went through with Aquaman. They must have been into it already. Um, and also I think the fact that what's the one Shazam Shazam. Oh yeah. The fact that that did so well. Was like, you know what? Is that even the we same? Universe? That's the same universe. Technically, ish, yeah. But what? Well, but I think that's the thing where DC was like, maybe we don't have to stick to this universe. If this because Shazam feels like a standalone. Mm-hmm. It's got a completely different tone. Mm-hmm. It did well. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you just stop worrying about universe building and just make a good product that people actually like. Yeah, they'll buy more of that type of product. Right, and then eventually you'll have universe. Well, even uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, whatever. Right, you know, right. Infinitely better than what it was based on, or the the first movie, anyways. But all these move, all those movies still make money. Like even the ones that right. just that are critically, especially critical. when you're stupid enough to buy the extended cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't done a story on it. And we need to end the show soon. But New Mutants, 
came out and I have not heard anything good about it. I haven't either. That's that makes unfortunate. Me, makes me sad because I had high hopes for that. Because to touch back on what Jenna had made a comment about Brightburn being, you know, comics yeah. being horror. Yeah, I love that idea, which is why I, was, I think I'm so hard on, I was so hard on Brightburn is because I was so pumped for. You were supposed to be the chosen horror. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have the high ground, Anakin. Man, the the idea of that was so. And good. he's just down there. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. It's like yeah. Brightburn, please. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the people who made it. They've made other movies. They should know. If I don't have the budget, maybe I should wait. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but New Mutants was originally touted as like X Men horror movie. So I was kind of excited, but also like I was tempered because it was a Fox, another Fox X Men movie, and those only go one of two ways. They're they're only pretty good or really bad. And they were willing to release it during a pandemic. When nobody could go to the movies. Right. Like, well, and it was a Fox show released by Disney. Yeah. So that doesn't help it either. Because they didn't give a crap. They Anything like, well, they thought would make money, they're either holding on to or they're putting it on uh, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And still charging you again. Oh, yeah. No, I think Disney was just, they were dumping it. They're like, they were like, we have this. It's done. We're putting it out. If we can make yeah. any money on it, just to... Yeah, like this was here when we moved in, <laughs> right? And it just is taking up room. People keep mentioning it, asking. It's about a beer it. pong table. We don't even play beer pong, <laughs> right? We don't have you, paddles. You put it on the curb. <laughs> put it on the curb. Put a sign on it. Let's sell it off. But it's raining. Just put it on the curb. Just put it. It'll disappear. Someone will take it. Trust me. I, I think it's more like the mirror in the living room because the guy who used to live here exercised all the time and liked to watch himself. And we just leave it there because it's a big heavy mirror. We're not going to move that. Right, Randy? Right, right. I have that mirror. <laughs> Actually, I like, the, I like it. I mean, I don't, I don't stand there and admire myself in it. I um, hate it. I hate mirrors. I, I know hate you hate mirror. it because you do stare at yourself when you, every time you see yourself in there, you're like, Ugh. I'm like, stop, just stop. Stop, stop <laughs> judging yourself. And if you can't, stop looking in the mirror. Or at least do an interpretive dance. <laughs> I do do that quite a bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, to, if it bombed horribly, I don't think, I was going to say, it might be smart to release a flop now. Because right. on the one hand, it doesn't do well, be like, Corona. Mm-hmm. Right. If it still makes some money back, be like, it made money despite Corona. So like, it's kind of like right. a win-win type thing, but oh. mm-hmm. haven't you watched Poltergeist three mirrors or evil mirrors are such a trope. They could almost get their own monster of the week. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Ugh. Okay. I don't have friendly terms with mirrors in the first place, but my next door neighbor, I don't know if they still have it that way. Cause I haven't been in their house since I was small, but when the old neighbors lived there, the entire living room, every wall was a mirror. That was the creepiest freaking room or house even that I've ever been in. Every Never, wall was a mirror? Every wall in the living room is a mirror. So did was there like the uh, reflections into infinity type thing? Yes. Through the whole wow. through the whole living room. And I, I mean, maybe my opinion of it is 
get shaded by the fact that we played Ouija and Bloody Mary in that room. But <laughs> that's like the yeah, worst place to do, do it. it. Do it. I was going to ask if uh, Bruce Lee is still chasing Mr. Han through that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I particularly enjoyed that one. Um, that sounds awesome, but it is a room that I would need a door on and it would be always closed unless I was in there because that's the kind of thing like you walk by the doorway and out of the corner of your eye, there's just potentially reflections of weird things. There was everything. And the dog kept freaking out randomly at stuff. Yeah, it was a bad time. Paul says Corona pushed back Candyman angry faces, or should I say Grolic's faces? Yeah. It's got the symbols across its mouth. Um, yeah, that's a, I mean, it, that's a bummer, but at least they're not just like dropping it in the theater now to unload it. It's a good sign that they're not releasing it yet. Unless it's like they were still filming it and it got pushed back. That does suck. Um, all right. Sure. Melanie. Yeah. What should we be amazed about? Uh, this week I'm going to go with, um, researchers discover signs of life on Venus. Oh yeah. Which they weren't expecting. I think they were just playing around and focused their telescopes on Venus for whatever. They they even said, yeah, they weren't really expecting to find anything. They didn't find life itself, but they found phosphine, which is um, usually the result of organic matter breaking down. And um, in the article, or the, actually, I've read like three different articles about it. But um, basically, it would it would be of course be like like um microscopic life forms not like intelligent life or at least not what we consider intelligent life um that would only be able to survive in the cloud layer of the planet but still that's enough you know whatever they just live their entire lives in the cloud layer um but i love this because part of the thing that i i always had beef with with scientists and the search for life is their weird obsession with life falling under certain criteria. Like we need this kind of planet and this kind of zone and this, the Goldilocks zone and all this. And I'm like, but we have creatures that live off of, uh, you know, um, thermal vents in the bottom of the ocean at the deepest pressures. Who are we to say what life is or where it could exist so i think we really limit our our ability to see and acknowledge life in the universe by doing that and so stuff like this makes me happy because i think it 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 makes us realize that life could exist in places that we would never consider um habitable for life forms you know and so i i I love it i love this bit of news it find life f- almost like it finds a way. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Um clever girl. <laughs> uh oh man. What what are the dates? What's happening? Um I don't think I have anything coming up anytime soon, really. So I don't have anything else to promote. We're glad to be we're glad to be back. We only took a week off. Remember when we did a one episode a month? Man. And I would say they were extra long, but we've been going over two hours to like last couple weeks. So when you guys did like a, like a Labor Day thing out of, out of nowhere on Patreon. So if you, if you were just jonesing, yeah, 
<laughs> if you're just jonesing for something, you know, go to the Patreon. I'm yep. real curious on thoughts on that. <laughs> one dollar. One dollar. You get all the extra. All the extras. One dollar. I feel like we need to do a follow-up on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Jesse, you got anything to promote? No. Nah, nope. Nothing okay. that's coming to mind. I will have soon. <laughs> soon. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Be like, hey, Melanie's got a thing that we should mm-hmm. tell you about. You should go check it out. But not yet. Nope, nope not yet. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, checking it out, taking a listen, taking a watch. Remember, if we're on Facebook, we're not just audio content. We're just, we're friends and family. That's right. Yes, family. That's that's the news story we didn't cover, and we don't have time to get into it right now. But yeah, Facebook's doing a weird thing. Friends and family. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they all just go to the YouTube route eventually. YouTube? Who? You? Tube? You? No, we want Jimmy Fallon tube. Me tube. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) Me tube. And it sounded too close to a me too, like <laughs> me yeah. too. Me, oh no. I got I got me too by YouTube. That doesn't sound right. Hey everybody, take it easy. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Growthpodcast.com. Check out more. Sometimes we're better than this, sometimes we're worse. It's a grab bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Shamalon. Mm-hmm. We'll never go full Shamalon on you though. No, 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 no. But if we it do, might, it's a twist. Might go slightly. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash Podcast. Hey, this is Randy here, and I'm recording this literally just before I render out this episode and upload it to be posted to the podcast feed based on the boys' latest episode on Amazon. You know who's not asking Homelander to, to laser her Starfire or Starlight or Starbright, whatever her name is. I'm right. <laughs>